Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Would you like to describe yourself again today? (laughs) I'm doing freaking fantastic. (laughs) You are a, now you said it, you said it better earlier. You are the topless I am the topless real estate agent and topless business coach. Yes. And everything topless today. Yes, which is why it's audio, but otherwise it's, you know, yeah. We hey, can do video next I week. I bet you if I had pictures all over the internet with me going topless that I would get a lot of clients because I'm oh, talking yeah. about being topless in the Jeep. Yes. Not in, yes. And, and I'm completely topless because the bikini, bikini top isn't on. Mm. So I'm completely topless. Nice, okay. And it is hot outside today. Well, that would be a great way to send a picture to somebody you're dating. Hey, I want to see a topless picture. Yep. You're, you're waving in the Jeep, right? <laughs> well, I had posted, because um, I was showing houses one day, and I was like, topless real estate agent, going topless today. And everybody was like, what? Yeah. And that was my pattern interrupt. And the people that knew you went, okay, this is worth clicking on. I want to see what her version of, what her description of topless is today. Because with Trinity, it could be anything. It could. It absolutely could. But it is a really good day to be a business owner. It's a great day to be in the sales profession. Um, I say profession because it is something that should be studied and I think that you, Clint, our guest today, our very, 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 very special guest, are not just a student of sales and how to work your business, but also a student of becoming a better human. And I think that's what tied us together to start with, because I love that about you, that you just really want to be a better person. Yep. And um, we're going to talk a lot about that okay. today. I'm ready. Clint is with Coeco. Office systems, copiers, printers, managed IT, and more. But nowhere on there is the word sales. He is a dad, a husband, a diehard Tar Heel. Is that because you went there? Yeah, did you go there? <laughs> no, but we can get into that if you'd like. Dude, yeah. where'd you go? Um, I didn't go to college. I got married out of high school and had a kid. Okay. Yeah, so that's part of the story. But um, I'll give you the cliff notes. So my dad... Sorry, my mom's dad. It was, hold on one second. Okay. For those of you not from North Carolina, Tar Heel is University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Tar Heels is their nickname. Big <laughs> rivalries in the triangle. We've got yeah. Carolina, Duke, and NC State. And I'm a huge NC State fan, so yes. I will not hold it against you, but I do love a good rivalry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my mom's father was uh, working at Northwestern um, at, in Evansville, in Chicago. Illinois. Yep. Yeah, and he was commissioned by... Um, John Taylor, James Taylor's father, the singer. He was the dean of medicine at UNC. He was commissioned by him to write the medical school curriculum for UNC back in 1970. So my, my mom and her family moved down here. Um, and so they've lived in Chapel Hill ever since. Before that, my mom's mom went to Emporia State University with Dean Smith back in the, in the olden Kansas, days. Kansas, yep. And they were like best friends. And so it just happens that Dean Smith was coaching UNC when they moved here. They were on the deacon board together at Binkley Baptist Church. And so my my aunt went to UNC, my mom went to UNC. It's like it's it's I'm I just didn't. <laughs> so okay. different 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 paths, right? I, but I, I'm ingrained yes. in the community from Chapel Hill. And, and I'm fine with that. It's uh it's your friend Chris. Ah. 
who goes to one school but cheers for the other, that's a pet peeve. But anyway, oh, at least you walk the walk. Yes. So okay, yes. all right. You I don't need. have another team. Okay. I am very loyal to myself. I and then there's me. <laughs> I have all the teams. Oh, and it God. drives Clint. Scott crazy. Uh, yeah. Because I'm gonna say this on air right now that I still really enjoy UNC basketball. Oh man. And Scott is probably gonna turn over you can't Not in his say grade, that. But it's going to kill him. It's going you, to kill you, him. You can't. There are rules in Southern There's college not. sports. There are no... I do not follow those rules. Do you I cheer for Ohio State? You're from rule. Michigan. Frick no. Oh, so that's different. That is very different. Why? Because I get to pick who I cheer for <laughs> and who I don't. Oh my and I'm God. not going to be bullied into anything different. So yeah. you'll say no to Ohio State, but you'll not say no to your husband. You'll say, yes, I'm going to cheer for he, your arch rival. We were having some beers the other day with some friends of ours, and I looked down, and he put in a Falcon's koozie on my oh. beer can, and I was like, I see what you did there. Because he's trying to convert me over to a bunch of his teams, but Falcons is like 20th on my list. So Who's your NFL team then? Detroit Lions. Oh, okay. All right. I have a friend of mine who's a Lions fan. And then podcast, the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. What? Dude. I mean, what? So those are two NFC teams, Trinity. You can't. That's okay. You, no, I'm allowed NFC, to do that. AFC. Again, I'm <laughs> no. allowed. Yes. No. Yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So we're talking to Clint today. Personal stories are important. There are many successful people in every industry that have overcome things, that have approached things head on, have set goals to get past things. Mm -hmm. And you have a wonderful story. I'm going to start with losing 100 pounds in seven years. Mm -hmm. But some of that came off quick. You were telling us before we got yeah. on the air, you and your wife went on Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Yeah, we did Weight Watchers for a few months. I think it was six. And it was no counting calories. It was like how many points do you have for the day, right? So Weight Watchers are very good with that. And, you know, you can eat all the fruit, you can eat all the vegetables. Um, but it was, a, it was a process, I'll tell you. And it was a very enlightening moment. Um, I started, I figured out I had to lose weight. Like, because I was working at a call center, I was sitting down all day, mm -hmm. you know, and I wasn't moving around. And so that was a big deal. Hey, hang on a second. Yeah. Is that your phone? Yeah. What the hell's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting a bunch of text messages. Are you selling seven houses while we're talking I'm to trying. Clint? Would be awesome. He's telling an emotional yeah. story and your phone is just buzzing <laughs> off the pad. I don't know what's going on. I'm super popular we'll today. step out and talk and we'll continue. It's the topless thing. Yeah. It is. It's definitely so, the topless yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so, so, my wife and I and my daughter, we all went down to Carowinds. I love roller coasters. My yes. daughter's a huge fan yes. of roller coasters. My wife was until she started having uh, motion sickness issues mm -hmm. um, with the fan. Big fan. So, we were going to the um, Carowinds for the first weekend of the new Dale Earnhardt. The Intimidator thing, man, this was seven years ago, eight years right. ago. And so waited, it was June, July, something like that. It was hot. We were waiting in line for two and a half hours. Good decision you to know, go in July. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, when the kids have off of, off of school, right? <laughs> um, so sitting up there, you know, getting in line, so excited. Sit down, the lap bar wouldn't close oh, over my lap. No. I had to get up off of the roller coaster and walk down the steps to get off. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's like having to ask for an extra seatbelt on the airplane. Yeah, so I it was feel embarrassing. So bad for those people. Yeah, it was embarrassing, but you know what? It ended up being one of the best moments of my life. Mm -hmm. Is that what yeah. started that? Yeah, absolutely. So if that belt had mm -hmm. buckled, 
Yeah. You may not, may right. or may not have started the diet, right? Right. Uh, I would like to think that Eventually I would have. Eventually you would have, but, but not that I day, would, right? Oh, no, not at all. Wow. And so then it was, it, was, it was so crazy. My wife is so amazing. So she, two, th- three months later, she was like, hey, what days do you have off work? I was like, you know, Tuesdays and Tuesdays and Sundays now. And it's when I was working at the call center. So she was like, okay, I have plans for us on Thursday. I was like, awesome. Or Tuesday. I was like, awesome. So we went, this is a couple of months after we you know, started the Weight Watchers, uh, and she took me for a day to Carowinds. Yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah. romantic. It was. It was great. Did you mention how much you lost in 60 days? Um, to who? To our audience. Oh, um, I lost 60 pounds in two months. And it was, well, I was also, it wasn't just the diet. You know, obviously what you eat is probably the most important thing. Um, they always say, you know, pe- for people that are worried about abs, you know, abs are made in the kitchen, yep. right? Um, so I was just worried about losing weight. So on Mondays and Wednesdays, I would go to a 5 a.m. spin class um, and then come back later on in the evening and do two hours of lifting or, and then running, Right. This is this is this is my routine. On Tuesday on Thursdays, I did a cardio kickboxing class, and so I was doing two a days. Like even if I didn't have one of those classes, I went for a run or went hard at the gym for a few hours and then went for a run later. So I was burning all of the calories and not eating hardly any. And you're still working at the call center. Yeah, still working at the call what center. What that do for your energy during oh, the day? Man. Your so, confidence. Well, people people. Uh, People used to used to laugh at me, uh, but I used to have you know those little stretchy bands. You know, I used to I took one to work, I took one to work, and I would be sitting there on the phone. I got a Bluetooth headset, and so I wouldn't be tied to the computer. Got a Bluetooth headset, started doing this while I was on the phone, you know, and then switching it up, doing this. I had two five pound weights at my at my um, at my desk. I would just work work it, however, move however I needed to move for the nine hours that I was there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes I worked like seven to four and then, you know, you nowhere it was er, nowhere is open at seven o'clock in the morning. Like not then anyway, my gym didn't open until five 30 and there was no way I could get a workout in and then be at work by seven. So could you then, walk around or yes. did you always have to look at the computer oh, screen no. to answer questions? So, so that's the great thing about how I did that job. Um, I do this. I did the same thing that I do now. I just talk to people. You know, so I have I have a conversation and then I was so good with the systems or I knew it so well because I've been doing it for so long that as soon as they made a decision, I was like, bam, put it in the computer or I would already know how much it is. We would just go back to the computer, type it in. They were like, oh, you're walking around like, yep, like this is how I do my best thinking. Right. You know, yeah. and, and you're I, pumping iron. Yeah, while you're walking. Absolutely. Excellent. And we had a Excellent. massage chair there in the call oh. in the call center. And my chair was like my desk at one point was like right next to it <laughs> and so I would get up and I would go sit in a massage chair and I would just sit there with like my stress ball or my what are those little yep. clamp things you know mm-hmm. for your strength mm-hmm. I would just sit there and do something and just sit there and talk on the phone and get a massage and then when they were ready I'm like okay oh, just get up and go back to the computer and and do my thing so yeah yeah it was um it was a lot of weight at once and then I lost you know probably in the three or four years or so I had lost the additional 50 pounds and now it's just about maintaining it yeah, yeah. I still have 20 or 30 pounds that I would love to lose who doesn't um, but I was able to do my first half marathon like a couple years later you know and running is now a passion of mine so that's what's helping me keep the weight off through all the Mexican food and mm. and wine and ice whatnot. cream <laughs> no, I'm, I'm off the ice cream for now Mike <laughs> What's your drinking choice on the golf course? Um, light beer or okay. seltzer. Yeah, you know, Mandy always makes fun of me because I like to drink seltzer, but so does she. So. Okay. <laughs> 
I think that people that make fun of those of us that enjoy a good White Claw mm. or seltzer drink. Yeah. White Claw. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I'm ordering the t-shirt that says White Claw Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic golf drink. It's a fantastic pool drink. I mean, it's 100 calories, you guys. I mean, all seltzers and are 100 And 5% calories. alcohol. And more alcohol. And more alcohol. And super. (laughs) And I don't drink any of that stuff, but man, they do shame people on social media and everywhere. They do. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, but you show up to a party and you bring a case of seltzer, it's gone. Gone. It's the first thing gone. And then the the only thing left in the bottom of the cooler is Bud Light freaking lime. And well, I'll tell you, she. She makes fun, but it's in a very loving way. Um, so because she drinks them too, you know. So uh, it's it, it's just the best, like hot. It is. It's drink, amazing. There's nothing know? better than floating in a lake next Agreed. to the boat with an ice cold seltzer in I'd your agree, hand. I'd agree with that. And you know, yeah. luckily for me, I don't really care what people think about me, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> and that's a whole nother podcast. I don't know if you don't know them. Why do you even think about caring? Why do you even think about, should I think about, do they care? No, you don't know them. So I don't know if you guys know who Rachel Hollis is. Um, Oh, yes. So she has a a quote that I actually put on uh, a sticky note for my daughter, and now she has it on her mirror in her bathroom, is don't let people in the cheap seats have front row seats to your life. So, and that's... It's a great, great quote. Give their opinion no room anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hurt anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And yeah. even the people you know, there should be like five people that you give a crap what they, if they told you, Trinity, you've got to stop doing that, you would go, you know what? Okay, I would. But other than that, yeah. friends, some family members, I'm like, well, and it's important to have those friends. Oh, yeah. It's important to have the friends oh, that are real with you, yeah. that will tell yeah. you, that will bring you, knock you down a peg if you need to. Like, I have a group of guy friends that we can talk about anything. And it's not like, oh, you're not talking about something masculine, so we're not going to have this conversation. Like, we can talk about literally anything. And so it's, you know, you have to have those groups that are willing to put you in your place. So, Before we started doing the other show, we were talking about the other thing, the mental exercises Mm, and the mental things you do. So talk about that, but also apply that to business. Because as a small business owner, and Trinity loves dealing with head junk loves that because there's so much up there and just see the smile. (laughs) So talk a little bit about that, how you got into that, but from a business standpoint, how that helps you focus, Mm -hmm. stay energized through the day. Um, Well, again, go back to Dave and Rachel Hollis, got it from them. So wake up every morning, do a gratitude journal. Uh, First thing I do, like make a cup of coffee, let the dogs out, gratitude journal. Don't turn on the TV, have a big uh, window in my bedroom. So really don't have to turn on the light, you know, so just open up the windows and sit there and do your gratitude journal. Just have a couple of minutes by yourself. Um, and then after that gratitude journal, um, well, with the gratitude journal, I'll go back to that. You write down five things you're grateful for from the day before, from the first 20, the past 24 hours. Um, and, you know, because we were also talking about this, uh, because of Bob Proctor, I've started doing that with my left hand. Yes. Um, to try to work a different set of my brain. So it, it, Tell Trinity this, because yeah. we heard this. So yeah. This so um, Bob Proctor is, um, he was like one of the first people in the, personal development game, like back in the sixties and he's 87 years old and he just built a, like a $3 million podcast studio to, to do his, his stuff now. Oh. Right. And he has, he, for the last 365 days, and I'm pretty sure it's close, if not up already, he taught himself to write left-handed. So he would do his gratitude journal every day with his left hand. But the common theme is you hear all these successful people and all, not, not successful necessarily just business wise, but like 
personally and in their own head, you know, they're, they've, they've got a semblance of control, right? And, and this, like, all, they all do gratitude journals, all of them. And so it's a very important part to me at this point. And then I started meditating for at least, at least 10 minutes a day. And I mean, it, you, it's, it's amazing. Have you ever meditated Trinity? I have. So it's amazing. I'm a very what, poor meditator. You know, cause I, yeah, cause I'm, I have FOMO sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I get that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like, if you have, it's amazing what getting in touch with your breath can do for your mind. I mean, it just, it, it puts everything at peace and you learn these things and learn how to meditate. And even if you need like three quick breaths before you make a decision, right. You know, like just breathe, think about it, let your mind focus. And then like, it's been probably the biggest part of my mental health journey is meditating. And another thing we talk with people about, we're our own worst enemy. Mm, and, well, like, I, and, and you get in the car, we've it's all bad. had those days like, I have done everything mm-hmm. wrong today that could possibly have been done wrong. Yep. And it's usually not the case. Mm-hmm. And we try to talk to people. Sometimes when you get in the car after a meeting, go, you know what? I did pretty good. Yeah. No humble brag, nobody around, just, yeah. you know what? Or even if you just say, that wasn't half bad. Yeah. Or that didn't totally suck, but something nice like that. So yeah. that's helping you get through those stressful days as well. Well, so with that, man, it's... So if you're looking for things to be grateful for throughout your day, because the yeah. part of the challenge is five things from the past 24 hours, not not like, oh, I'm thankful for my, my wife family. or I'm thank, yeah. thankful right. for my daughter. I'm thankful for being able to sit down for two hours and watch a movie with my daughter. Do you, um, and do you, you know, note it like at that. the time? How do you remember those? Um, it's, it's, it's very conscious. It's so crazy because you wouldn't think, like, if you're, if you're a person that makes lists, then fine, you can make a list. You can have a little hmm. thing. I know Trinity's big with lists. Hmm. I like lists. <laughs> Who might I know? She's good at you, it. You can for, sit yeah. there and, you know, have a little post-it in your car or whatever, yeah. or write something yeah. as you go along or whatever, or make a note on your phone because we all have our phones all the time. But it's more like when you're conscious of trying to find things that you're grateful for, it's easy to remember. Like, I've never had a problem. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the writer of the lists to make sure I can, crossing things out makes me feel good. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I have a list. It's yeah. called "Get Shit Done, Feel Better." Right. Yep. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I'm a I'm a huge proponent of lists too. But man, it's like I don't have to with that. Like, cause you re- you realize these things that you're grateful for, and they just they stay at the forefront of your mind. If you have a what's called a meeting, cause it could be a sales meeting, could be whatever. Are you more inclined to when you get back in the car find something positive from that meeting, even if nothing? concrete came from it in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you know, and if you're like a small business owner and you find things (laughs) that you're, if if you, if you can be conscious of finding five things that you're grateful for throughout the day, it's going to make your mindset better. You're going to be nicer to yourself. And that's a big thing because if we don't care about ourselves, who is right? And we know it and Facebook's the worst Mm -hmm. and not Facebook. It's the people who think, I can air all my dirty oh, laundry, but people will still b- do business with me, even though I'm a shit show. Yeah, because I'm saying, "Oh, this sucks," and I'm this and I'm that. Yeah, it's like, no, no, that's oh my god. No, I read some of the stuff on Facebook. And I'm no. like, you got to be kidding. Me. I, I, it's the devil. It is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a huge because fan of Facebook. People <laughs> don't think there's any consequences to right. that stuff. Yeah. But if you walk around, it changes body language yeah. too. Yep. Because you get in the car, you make a note. You know what? That went pretty good because even though I didn't close a deal with Trinity, 
I met Drago. Mm -hmm. And we talked for a minute. You guys, like Drago said, how do we not know each other? Because right. they're talking right. health yeah. So now you're yeah. heading to the next meeting thinking, that was cool meeting Drago. Yeah. And you walk in the door with a different mindset, don't you? Yeah, because, I mean, it's positive. Because if, yeah. you, if you can if you can find something positive and latch onto it, I mean, you're going to have a better day. Because if you're going from one meeting that's negative, so let's say your first meeting of the day is negative, and you don't get, you, you feel like you bombed it, mm -hmm. or the person wasn't very receptive or whatever, don't you think that's going to follow you to your next oh, and to yeah. your next and to your next? But you find that one positive thing, that one thing to be grateful for about that meeting. And you're like, okay, so let's build on that momentum. You know? And right. Trinity has preached before. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm just meeting you and you're telling me how bad your day's been? I don't think we want to do business <laughs> no. together. Routinely, she tells those stories sure. about being, no, it's... Yep. that. Those are the moments that you go vent to your coach mm -hmm. or, yep. or mentor, but you do not vent that out loud to your clients. Yeah, no. clients, no. That's Absolutely just, it's, not. that's but, taboo. Yeah, your, per, your referral partners, yeah. you know, if you want, if it's a business thing, call them, they understand. I'm a big, <laughs> big believer in good juju. Mm -hmm. And I think that what you do on a daily basis is basically putting good juju yeah. back out into the universe. Absolutely. But you're doing it incredibly intentionally and I'm mm -hmm. sitting here going why the hell have I not I mean I've listened to Rachel and Dave's podcast and I you know I follow them on Instagram mm -hmm. I'm watching their lives like I hear them advertising their journal mm -hmm. like you don't have to necessarily buy no, their journal but yeah. you know I have countless journals I'm always writing stuff down but I'm like why haven't I been doing this yeah. And that's why that's when you know they said we're gonna do because you know the last ninety day challenge they do at the end of every year the last ninety days of every year, and because of the COVID situation they decided to do the next ninety day challenge. And so I was like, you know what, let's do it, let's do it. I don't have there's nothing else to do, you know. And <laughs> you know with Dave and his habit stacking, mm -hmm. right? So now I've done in the last so I've been doing the push ups slash squats. Because I try to mix, you know, don't want to be all all everybody, right? Yeah. So um, almost 5,000 push-ups and over 4,000 squats since I started this because every time you're drinking all the water. So, mm -hmm. Mike, do you know about this challenge? So you're supposed to drink half your body weight in ounces of water. Yeah, right? that's right? hard. And so then you're Man, going to the hard. bathroom all the time. Oh. So when you go to the bathroom, Dave Hollis is doing 20 push-ups every single time. Okay. Every time. Right. And so it's it's habit stacking. So it's a, it's a great thing to do. And the physical fitness part of it, um, I think is probably, if not the top thing that has helped me like get better mental health wise, because running is my escape, you know, or going to the gym is my escape, you know, so throw on like, I'm not the music guy running. I can't listen to music running because I know each song's three and a half to four and a half <laughs> yeah. minutes. I should be at this place by this many songs. And I can't do that. So I listen to books, podcasts, you know, stuff like that. I actually listen to y'all's podcast this morning when I was running from yesterday. Thank so, you. Yeah, for yeah that. I'm, a, I'm when I'm walking or running, I like to listen to either a podcast mm -hmm. or a book or yep. something educational, something inter yep. interesting, entertaining. You are making me think I should pull out my running shoes yep. and get back out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're doing if you do one, two steps, you're doing more than somebody else. This is so, true. You know, this is true. Yeah. It's all about getting into the habit, you know, 21 days, right? To form a habit. 21 so, days. Yeah, so I mean, you do it for 21, do anything for 21 days, and this is going to become second nature. The the yeah. music versus the podcasting is oh, funny, man. because I, when I go walking in the morning, I've got to, I need talk. Mm -hmm. I'm a talk show junkie on yep. any subject. I love yep. the subjects you can't talk about at parties. <laughs> Those are the ones I want to talk about. And when our boys were little and the four of us would go on a trip, 
it, everybody else's music. I'm like, no, y'all go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I need talk radio. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. But I'm with you because you're always going to grab a nugget. Yeah. You're not going to remember all 60 minutes or 30 minutes, but if you get like two nuggets out of everything you yep. listen to. That's why I listen man. to Lewis Howes so much. Yeah. Especially you, when I run. You can build on that. Man, that podcast has really changed a lot of things for me. What so, have you been able to share and implement with the family? Um, well, you know, my daughter is not a huge, uh, person to talk about her emotions. And so we've had some conversations, you know, based on that. But to be honest, guys, it's, you know, just about showing up yeah. and being, cause if you show up for your family or just for anybody, if you, if you find a way to show up for whoever person you need to show up for, it's going to make them feel like you care mm-hmm. and it's going to make you feel a hundred percent better. So, I mean, as you know, I've just been trying to show up more for my family, especially with this stuff. I mean, we briefly talked about this. My, um, have a unique living situation. So my wife live, actually lives with her grandmother three miles from our house because she is her grandmother's primary caretaker. And so during this whole COVID thing, she's already immune compromised. Mm-hmm. And so they've had to pretty much, you know, stay in a house. And so I'm the getter of things. Mm-hmm. I go to the pharmacy. I go to pick up their order at Walmart. I'll go grab, um, you know, food from takeout. I'll go to the liquor store. I'll do whatever they need me to do because she knows that it's going to be really hard for me to stay inside because mm-hmm. of who I am. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like, that's why the, be, the golf course is being open is such a, such a blessing. Um, but, you know, that's how I've been showing up and that's how I'm able to show up. And it, it's been, man, it's been a life changer for sure. Do you have to drop, leave, just leave stuff on the front porch? Um, so she, they have a garage okay. and they, they live in like a little cookie cutter neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so we sit out, we actually sit outside in the driveway Oh, good. and have oh, drinks good. and talk right. to the neighbors and do good. all this stuff. So we still get that quality time. Um, we just can't, you know, be like the typical family, I guess, yeah. but who is a typical family now? There is you know? no such thing. <laughs> right. As a so family. it's like, what is a typical family? So, you know, it's that we know that that's her role. This is my role. And my daughter's role is to just not get in trouble <laughs> until she goes to college. She's leaving for college in August. So where's she going to school? UNC Charlotte. Yeah, she wants to okay. be a surgeon. She wants to be an ER surgeon. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. she is super duper ambitious. All I hear is dad can retire early. She <laughs> gets a good practice. That's what I hear going. too. Yeah. We've been talking about that for quite some time because ever since um, she started watching Grey's Anatomy, she's wanted to be a surgeon. Well, at least something good came from Grace Anatomy. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because that was in sixth grade or seventh grade, and she's just carried that all the way through. She's going to be on the pre-med track at UNC Charlotte, and she wow. wants to go to UNC for her medical school, and she's kind of got this whole path worked out for herself. So it's pretty amazing. She's super ambitious. Have We're they lucky. told her she can come to campus on the fall yet? Uh, well, the UNC system's president said that they're having school, and they're as normal and the only thing that was weird for UNC Charlotte is that the Republican National Convention was oh, going to yeah. be in Charlotte, and so they took their they took their original moving date and moved it back a week, yeah. so they wouldn't have all that stuff now. It they may not even happen down the there. So yeah, so who knows? But it's it's going to be it's going to be an experience because I have no idea what to expect. Yep. absolutely none. So. You That's fun. Wanted, Makes me want to go back to college uh, to be a doctor. No, just to go back. I I loved school. If I could have stayed in school Mm -hmm. and been, you know, I probably should have been a teacher or a professor, something where I could get paid to do research Mm -hmm. and um, because I love it. I loved college. I took, I was the person that convinced the dean of arts to let me take classes 
that I wasn't supposed to be allowed to get into because they had this, like, they were um, in Cygnus classes, mm. like, for the really smart kids that were on scholarship. Yeah. And I was like, can I take this, you know, Arabic women's studies class? <laughs> and she was like, no one's ever asked me <laughs> if they could take one of these classes. She's like, I there's no precedent, so I guess you can take this class. There's like, a reason yes. why nobody's asked for some of those you know, classes. Um, the, th the thing about Layla, my daughter, she's um, she's the person that just wants to, she, she from the day that she decided that she wanted to be a surgeon until now, she her one of her main focuses is building her resume. That's her mm -hmm. one of her main focus. She started blood drives at in middle school. She did blood drives and adoption events and started a, a um, like a dog lovers club, like an adoption, you know, ASPCA club yeah. or whatever. Um, and now she ha she wants to get. Um, she wants to start a club at UNC Charlotte. That's one of her main goals is to start a club at UNC Charlotte. And so it's like she she's just a resume builder. She is just a little leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. Leadership, leadership. It's leadership. her way of the highway, yes. too, guys. Little her way of the highway. Leadership, leadership. Hey, Man. I was called bossy for years, oh, and now I get paid to be bossy. So, that's her yes. all day. All day long. Kudos and, to her. But she was like, Dad, how do I need 10 members to start a group? And I was like, there's another, like, dog group. I was like, go to them. Go to them to say, hey, I'll go to your stuff if you come to my stuff. Just sign up for my stuff. You know, where your networking comes in handy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I. That's what I told her, and that's why I tried to start teaching her early. You know, a couple, like last year, how to start networking and actually mm -hmm. stepping out of your comfort zone. Because um, Simon Sinek, I don't know if you guys know Simon Sinek. He's mm -hmm. another another name, personal yeah. health guy. Um, he said to uh, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and that's his main goal in life. He's like, if you're, he's like, I'm an introvert. He said, but I get up on stage and I speak in front of thousands and thousands of people. He said, because I'm not going to be successful if I shy away. It's true. We need to one meeting where we know somebody in our BNI chapter is not going to be there. We need to get your daughter to be her, his or her sub. Okay. Just to experience that for oh, an hour and a half. Love that. And get up and do it, it on on screen, do a 30 second or 45 second. Okay. Mm -hmm. she, she, as much yeah. as she would complain about it beforehand, she you, would you love that. for that, would you? She would, but she okay. would love it. All right, we'll yeah. keep in mind on that. That's good yeah. to know. So. I mean, I'll be at yours yep. tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so, um, yep. well, virtually anyway, Vir the yeah. one in Wake Forest. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, you a Eric Clapton fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that's, that's where Layla came from. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's why she has her name. Clapton is actually one of the puppy names that we're considering. Oh, that's a good one. Well, you know what's funny is that I named her uh, because the acoustic version. Because I'm a yeah. I'm a slow music. I'm a like a you know feel the music kind of guy. She likes the Derek and the Dominoes version better. So it just shows nice. shows the difference okay. in personalities. Even though she is so my daughter, yeah. she is very different in some ways. <laughs> Another thing we talked about earlier that you have written down in your social media stuff is you've benefited from having wonderful bosses, oh, and man. I think we all have. Ooh. And we know the difference real quick between a good mm -hmm. boss and a bad boss. So how were they helpful in getting you, keeping you focused and letting you know, hey, this could be good stuff. How can we support mm -hmm. you? So we'll start with Spectrum because that's really, I mean, gosh, most of my adult life was spent at Spectrum. Um, so Aaron Ellis, um, I don't know if either one of you guys know her. I know her. her. Um, she, I like, met she her was in B&I yeah, she did, um, years ago. She does yeah. the morning show with Wes Harper. She used okay. to. Anyway. Right. Um, so, but she is like, she got the job. She was a sales agent like like myself in the business world, and I was working in the retail for Spectrum. And she called me one day. She was like, hey, I just had an interview. Because we, we kept touch. She's like, hey, I had an interview. I'm going to be getting my own team. Do you want in? I said, hell yeah. Name it. 
And I was like, send me the application or whatever. She's like, application, <laughs> you don't need that. I got you. <laughs> right. So she just pretty much, she said, I have carte blanche. You're my first choice. Let's go. And I was like, okay. It's a nice right? compliment. And it? yeah, it really is. And well, coming from somebody that just, she works harder for her team than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Like she will, she will have your back. Even if she knows that you're wrong, she's like, I'll try to find a way to word it to where it seems like you're right. So let's try to figure this out. Like she, oh, will, she's a wife. Yeah, <laughs> she she will, and you know it's funny. She's got two little kids at home. She's got two little like rambunctious boys, um, but she is the best mom, and she just like she goes a million miles an hour all the time, all the time, no matter what. But she's nice. She's not mm-hmm. demeaning. You know, she does. She doesn't talk down to any of her any of her you know team her team at all, and she's just super supportive. Um, and I work differently than a lot of people. I mean, you you guys, you guys are the networkers too. It's like these, these people that work at Spectrum, they're like, yeah, we're going to go knock doors. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm like, I just don't feel like doing it like that. You know, I don't feel like doing it like that. I want to work differently. So Aaron introduced me to five or six people that I'm now still friends with and still in groups with. She asked me to actually take her place in a couple of different groups. And I was like, let's do it. And so then I stopped having to knock doors. And, you know, Aaron always supported me, you know, it was all these people, you know, we got like a thousand dollars or 750 bucks to, you know, for expenses every month. And it's easy to write, you know, to, to claim $750 in gas mileage, right. And just get a $750 check at the end of the month. No, I'm going to take you to lunch. I'm yeah, going to take you out to the golf course. I'll, I'll like, one of my biggest things is sponsoring events. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know Jeff Robinson um, and John Bianchi. Yeah, um, very right. good friends of ours. So uh, the Who's the Boss event that yep. they have, um, I always sponsor the food, always. And so I bought, I went to I a remember different. remember now, yeah. I went to a different local restaurant, and we got uh, the, the biggest thing, I think, the best, the most successful one we had was the empanadas. So oh, yeah, the empanadas. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and we did that a couple of times. We actually had that as a request. So mm-hmm. we did that because, you know, I talked to, I sat down with Jeff at City Club one day, and I was like, Jeff, you're going to have to let me sponsor your event because people always remember who brings the food. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. so that, that's the person that I want to be. And so we would go to our, like me and my friend Bernardo that helped me, uh, Bernardo Morel, that helped me do this, um, sponsor that event. We just pick a different restaurant every time that we were that was clients of ours, and shared their food. So it was good. It was good. Sponsoring events is good. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, but it just and it allows everybody thinks oh they put a sign up. Mm-hmm. You can and just leave it at that. Sure. But oh, we were no, there. I'm, I'm guessing not oh, you. Oh yeah. yeah, no, we were there. Yeah. We were there in full force. Absolutely. And you have to be, but because mm-hmm. again. It's to the relationship. Right. And it's not, you know, whenever, you know, whenever Deborah would introduce, you know, when, have you been to one of Deborah's LinkedIn events? I know you have. No, right? she keeps having it on Thursday, which yeah. is one of B&I meets. Yeah. So uh, the, the in-person events at the McKimmon Center yeah. um, on State's campus, uh, you know, she'll have 20 or 25 sponsors. She'll mm-hmm. give you 30 to 60 seconds to walk around. I mean, you know, she'll walk around with the mic, say, hey, what do you do? And Clinton Anthony or Clinton Bernard are going to be giving away this and this and this. So put your business card in. But Tell us, guys, who you are and what you do. And mine was very simple with Spectrum. It was like, you love us, you hate us, but you need us, so come talk to us. Like, I don't like sales pitches. Nice. I'm not that person. You know, so we're going to, you know, as we've been talking about this whole time, you're going to come talk to me. We're either going to hit it off or we're not. And then that's where it either starts or ends. Man, and the beating you guys took is either Time Warner or Bright House on the customer it's service cool with me, side man. is brutal. Yeah, it really, it, yeah. it's really the most hated 
um, industry, <laughs> customer service wise, no matter who you are, you can be DirecTV, you can be Comcast, oh, you can be Time yeah. Warner, you can be Spectrum. Oh. It's always on the top of the list. <laughs> always, always, always. And, but you know, it's like one of those things like, you're not mad at me and I know that. So yeah. I can't take that personally. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's again, a relationship building no matter what. Yeah. You so know, do, no you, part of the job. do you normally have a goal that is a new goal that like, so I know, right, like right now you're not doing ice cream. Mm -hmm. So do you consistently keep a new goal? I'm going to there? now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ever since, you know, with this 90 day challenge thing. So I gave up the candy the first round then I gave up the ice cream. Now I gave up the chips, but I'm not going back to eating the candy or back to eating the ice cream. So I'm just continuing to do that now. That's not going to be forever. I'm not perfect. So I'm sure I'll have some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I'll have some sweets. I mean, I, guys, let me tell you, I'm a huge Carolina Beach fan. Been there, going there since I was six years old. And Brit's Donuts has opened. <laughs> and this may be the last year of them because their family doesn't want to take it over and they haven't found anybody to buy it yet. Ooh. And my daughter and I went, took a day trip down to see a couple of friends in Wilmington and spend the day at their pool, not the beach. Um, and she wanted Brits, so we got Brits, and I didn't have a single one. That was a win for me. Wow, yeah. That was a that's... big win. That was a big turning point for me. Right now, there. Trinity's always talking about multiple streams of revenue. Mm. Could be a donut shop. Right? <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Yes. Um, if I could live in Carolina Beach. Wanted, yeah. <laughs> and live in Carolina Beach, sign me up, bro. Right? Sign I mean, me they got to sell, <laughs> sell your stuff beachside too, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we can go anywhere. We can sell stuff anywhere. So, but yeah. I don't know that I could, with a good conscience, sell donuts to a bunch of people. Because oh. I would be like, here's donuts and here's your gym membership. <laughs> like, <laughs> Personal choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like a caffeine-free Diet Coke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mean, which maybe. I am very... I've been drinking these Diet Cokes that are still left over from the wedding. Yeah. And I how know long how... How ago was this? Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. You're <laughs> in, what, three? No, we, we are... We will be celebrating our eight month. Well, we got married in September. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. September yeah, so of last year? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's how COVID has slowed down time. Crazy, It really right? has. Yeah, yeah thought, because we yeah. came back from our, we took a late honeymoon, yeah. and we came back from our honeymoon just in time. Like, mm. literally stepped off yeah. the cruise ship, and they were like, walking yeah, everything wild. down. Yeah, and we were like, all right. Temperature scans on the forehead. <laughs> okay, well, glad we made it. And everybody was like, how do you feel? Like, did you pick up anything from your cruise? And I was geez. like, I feel fine. The only thing I picked up was like 10 extra pounds. Yeah, and a... And a headache. Yeah. 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 You know, the COVID thing hit. I just started this job. Um, I was sent down to Atlanta to do training and for Canon. So I was sitting down there, got in there, got drove down, left on like noon on Sunday, got there like 530 or 6, checked in, went to go grab something to eat, bottle of wine, was sitting there doing training. And then I got an email saying it was canceled. So then I had to turn right back around the wah, next day, wah, check wah. out, come back here, right? And then just go to the office and then sitting at the office on my first day in the office, I get a text from Mandy saying, hey, I want to put together, I have a group together tomorrow for golf. I want you to show up. I have some people you need to meet. So it's like second day at work, I have to go up to my boss and say, hey, I got asked to go play golf and meet, you know, some, some new people. And they were like, okay, without a, without a second wow. thought. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then, so they called me. I had the mate, the one of the head bosses call me when I was on my way home that day. It's like, Clint, you seem kind of apprehensive. I was like, no, it's like, you got, we just want you to work like you work. 
cool. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Let me, let me off the leash. And yeah. Yeah. And then, so I I came back to them and I was like, look, I met somebody that could possibly be a big client. They were like, look, if you can do this every time you go play golf, then go play golf every day. I said, don't tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's also good management. We hired you because of you, but we're going to tell you, put the coat of the tie on and just do outbound phone calls. So, so, so back to that, I guess, um, you know, I could brag on Aaron all day, all day because she was, Seriously, probably the thing that helped me the most with this career, with my career and, and business sales. Um, but my mem- my management team now, Corey, Austin, Jim, they're the same way. They're super supportive. Um, they are true leaders because they're like, look, we're going to let you do what we know you're comfortable with. As long as there's results, mm-hmm. just show up and do it. What does it matter? Right. How do you do it? They didn't exactly. hire you for the eight hours. No. They hired you for the number. Right. Yeah. And you know, which they, is the right philosophy mm-hmm. when you're training and hiring and managing salespeople. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause it I takes had, more money to, to gain new ones than uh, keep old. Exactly. Ones. Yeah. I had the world's worst sales job mm. for about a month. Did you sell Letcher Lux or something? No, it was for, <laughs> um, what is the name of it? Uh, <laughs> I sold, um, like online training. Okay. Um, and I can't even think what the name of the company is now because it was such, it was so crappy. I, I was a vegetarian at the time Oh. and I went to Arby's and sat down and ordered a sandwich and cried into my roast beef. Oh my. (laughs) That's how bad that job was. It it sucks that you had to end your vegetarianness at Arby's. Yeah. Well, (laughs) unfortunately, where that was located, I didn't have very many options. I get that. I I don't even remember if I actually ate the sandwich, but I cried so hard because the manager... It was a very big bait and switch. I came from, I had been running a sales team at Northwestern Mutual where it was, if you go do what you need to do, you don't need to check in with me. You mm-hmm. don't need, you know, you don't need to be. It's the right way. And it was actually, if I saw them in the office too much, I was like, why are you in the office? You mm-hmm. need to be out with people on appointments, meeting people. Um and they, at the company that I can't remember the name of it, they wanted me in that desk sitting there on the phone and I'm like, no, let me go out and talk Mm -hmm. to people. I could have 10 deals by the end of the month just from the people that I knew. Yeah. Those call blitz days. I'm not a fan of Uh, those at all. No, I don't like them. I don't do them unless I have to. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We loved hearing your story because behind any success, there's some obstacle Mm -hmm. we've all gone over around or dealt with. So congratulations on everything. Thanks. Love having you on here. Uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting again. I know we'll be seeing you at a networking event. Uh, I think I'll yep. see you tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.